Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Today's episode is recorded in stereo and has none of Chris's well-known built-in sound effects. Everything you will hear is real and from my front yard. For the most enjoyable listening experience, please listen with a good pair of stereo headphones. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the June 29th episode <laughs> of the Mystic Access Podcast. She's Kim laughing. He's Chris. Because I can't get the date out, and this is going to be the quote-unquote unedited podcast. So we'll find out, you know, how we stumble and slur and all this other stuff along the way. Yeah, we're kind of here all natural this week because we're actually here we're sitting on my front porch in the beautiful picturesque north carolina mountains and we're hanging out and it's a beautiful beautiful day it's probably 60 ish by now and we're just hanging out we've had breakfast and we're just sitting here talking to you guys you may be able to hear my birdies in the background i'll give you a tour of some wind chimes in a second so you can kind of see what's going on in my peaceful little corner of the world right now and we've just had a really wonderful few days and we're going to talk to you about a couple of the things we've done and you can hear the car in the distance. Yep, I'm by highway. So we're in the country, but there's a highway directly right down from the house. So you get to hear a few little ambient sounds that aren't birdies or anything like that. So you kind of missed most of the birdie show. It wasn't a very massive birdie show this morning to begin with, but there's crow. You might be able to hear crow off in the distance, but there's definitely critters around here galore, and it's a lot of fun. And we've just been enjoying the kind of peace this morning and hanging out you can also hear in the distance maybe you can hopefully you can a crick yeah you might or might not be able to hear the creek because it's it's ambient sound it's not been raining had it been raining you would have really been able to hear it but there is one off there in the distance and there's just some pretty pretty sounds it's more or less quiet here except for the little ambience of some cars driving by occasionally so, it's very nice. So, just to start out this whole podcast, I flew down on the 23rd, and Kim and her mother and a really cool family friend met me at baggage claim. We so, did. Kim kind of claimed the baggage. <laughs> so, that was fun. We, we shopped until we dropped that day. <laughs> And But what the majority of this podcast is going to be about is a little trip that we took yesterday, which would have been the 20... what? 5th? 6th? 25th. 5th? Yeah, 25th of, of the calendar. And we went on a tour of the venue, the house actually, of the venue of where the wedding will take place. Now you have to understand that for this to make sense, this is a house that was built in nineteen or in eight in seventeen ninety three. I'll get it out in a second. The house was built in seventeen ninety three, so it's a very old house. My mom is the one that brought this place to our attention because I never even dreamed we'd get it as a wedding spot, and she's the one who originally mentioned it. Well, they have a pavilion that was built about six ish years ago, called the Jubilee Arbor, and it's outside the house it's not part of the house itself it's a separate structure but they use it's built like a camp meeting structure from the 1700s 
I think it's the 1700s, it might be the 1800s. Anyway, it's built like an old camp meeting structure. It's really a beautiful little building. And a lot of people have weddings there. They actually built it for school groups to come and hang out. But people decided they loved it for weddings, so it's become a big wedding venue. So people around here often get married there, and because we're getting married in the middle of the week, we got a deal on it. So we decided, one of the things that Chris said when he wanted to come, we were planning this trip, he said, you know, I really want to tour the Carson House while I'm here. And I said, well, I'd love to tour it too, because while that's not the county that I'm in and from, it's my mom's home county. And it's cool history around, you know, just all around this part of the state, the western part of the state. So lots of, I mean, there's cool history everywhere, but, you know, there's a lot of really rich history around here. And, you know, when you live here, you kind of want to know some of the history of your state, or hopefully you do. So this was one of the places that we decided we not only wanted to come here for our wedding, but we wanted to make sure that while he was here this first visit, that we did a, a full tour of the place itself, the house itself. And then we hoped, which we did were able to do that we'd be able to go out into the venue where we're actually getting married and tour the venue again real quick because he's not been out there so we did a tour of the aisle and things but so yesterday morning we went to the Carson house it's called the historic Carson house and if you'd like to learn more you can visit the website historic Carson house c-a-r-s-o-n house dot com that will take you there and you can learn more about the venue and its history and it's just a cool little place to visit and so we went, and we met Martha. And Martha is the executive director of the Carson House. Yes, she is, and she was absolutely fantastic. She was a rock star. <laughs> we couldn't ask for a better tour of a place with artifacts and things like that, because what one thing that she did for us is she turned this into a tour where we could touch a lot of stuff. She let us touch really, really cool stuff. For example, uh, we they had a bunch of wooden canes there. And one wooden cane was given to one of the proprietors of the house by President Andrew Jackson. So we were told that we were now holding something that was held by, by a president, president <laughs> which is really, really cool. kind of really neat. neat. So not only did she show us that kind of stuff, but she was giving us history. Like, I've seen them on TV. You know, the bonnets that you wear when you're in the 1800s, the women wear, to keep the sun off their face and eyes and head and stuff. So I never actually saw one, except on TV. Little House on the Prairie type of thing. So she, Martha, has ties to this, this family. family because she was a descendant of... Somebody, I can't remember who, in this in this family, in this house. So she has a direct relationship. So we actually got to touch her grandmother's bonnet. Yeah, and this is this is stuff they've got you know, like all over the house. I mean, there's all kinds of cool artifacts and beautiful portraits on the wall. And then there's, of course, there's stuff behind glass that she can't like unlock and let us touch. But you know, because some of it's ancient. But you know, I mean, we're looking at 200 year old quilts and stuff like that. There's no way. But, I mean, it was amazing the stuff that she did allow us to touch. Like, there was a... She's like, oh, here, here's your wedding dress. Um, there was a wedding dress from, like, 1860 or 1880 or something. It was a purple wedding dress, which was really unusual for the time because it was a bright purple. And it was awesome. She let me touch it. And I was like, whoa, that's so cool. It so, was like, 
oh my god, um, I'm touching this thing that's 200, this 200, 200 year old dress. Yeah. You know, and things were, you know, made with so much love and so elaborate and, you know, just just amazing. I mean, there were there was a classroom, there were old slates, you know, that the kids would have used. There were uh, just all sorts of things. Cradles, trundle beds, rope beds. And, of course, all through, not only are we seeing all the cool furnishings and the way that they've decided to design these rooms, but we're learning about the history of the people who lived in the house and who they were. And because I'm a local girl... It was really fun for me to be able to kind of connect it with places around the area and all of this. So that piece was quite fun. But we had a particular experience yesterday with with one of the items that was just especially fun. Chris thought this was awesome. Yeah, there were two things. Um, One, we got to, or I got to hold a flint rifle. Which was really cool, and check it out. And the other one was a scarab and a dagger. So we actually got to pull the dagger out of the scarab. From the sheath, yeah. Yes, and that was really, really amazing. She was, of course, be very, very careful, because it is sharp. It is sharp, and it was. And it will (laughs) cut your fingers off. (laughs) So, but I was very, very careful. I got to, I got to slide my fingers down the entire blade, and it was probably a foot, to a foot and a half, maybe two at the absolute most. So that was really, really neat to be able to do that. We saw wool spinning wheels, Looms. a couple of those. We saw ancient pianos. <laughs> Not that ancient, but. Well, yeah, they, a couple they, hundred years old. That's pretty. That's, that's yes. a lot, you know. We also saw old typewriters. That was cool. Yeah. And Kim, what did you see? You saw an old telephone. I did. I like that old phone. I'm like, oh, it's a phone. It's one of the old phones. It's an old phone. I mean, it had the horn on it and everything. Yeah, it was cool. It was really, really neat. It was something from, you know, when the phones were first invented. <laughs> and it was heavy. Yeah, it was a heavy phone. You're not gonna. I said we're not gonna be talking on that for two hours at a time, are we? Yeah, right. No. So on that phone, we had that. We saw this. Was it a tab? No, it was a quilt. So we saw this quilt that was made in 1865 or somewhere around there. They said that they had to restore the quilt because, of course, age. So they took it to the Biltmore House. Had it restored. It cost them ten grand to have it restored, but the people that restored it said it was one of the best made quilts they'd ever made. seen. Yes, and this is the Biltmore Estate. They've seen lots of things. Yes. So, because that's a that's a privately owned castle here in this part of the, it's the biggest privately owned castle in the country. Right. And uh, you know, so that's a whole other story, but. That was that was very cool. I mean, Martha had so much knowledge about the house, and she talked in such a way where you could tell she was very passionate about yes. what she was sharing, and you know that was enthousi- that was that her enthusiasm was contagious. You know, it was really just fun. She was an engaging person to share stories with you, and then you know, plus she just went way above and beyond the call of duty to make sure that the tour was inclusive and fun and interesting for us. Which was awesome. So it was three floors, and 
the tour was supposed to be an hour and our tour was an hour and a half <laughs> and you know she just took a tremendous amount of time with us and it was amazing yeah it was fun um what else did we see we saw we saw an old mining um uh, panning thing yeah where they actually Me took a gold. cooking pan yep and they they mashed it mashed it down and it now was a panning for gold pan they were also talking about the rooms, which I thought was kind of fascinating. You know how these old houses, they're just big, open rooms, no closets or anything? Well, come to find out that in those days, you didn't put closets in your room because you were taxed per room that you had in your house, and closets were considered a room. So that's why they had wardrobes and things like that. And, in and speaking of wardrobes... There was this giant wardrobe, and there was a point of in the house's history. And I think this was the the point where the house flooded. I believe so, yes. So the house flooded at one point, and the house actually split in half. And they managed to salvage this humongous wardrobe, which was... Was that original to the house? There was something that was original to the house. Not everything there is original to the house. So much of it was brought in later by the children of the guy who founded the house, all of whom were named John. Not all, but it really seemed that way. Right. So, you know, there was a lot of... You know, what was, what was actually original in the house was the paint in the dining area where the paint on the walls was painted by a minister because it was a boarding house. That's right. They, well, he was boarding with them. Right. You know, so he was able to give them the painting or, or was able to paint for them in exchange for his room and board. Right. So that was kind of a cool thing. That was. And that was a family member that you just heard honking. It totally yeah. was. We don't know which one exactly. People like to come by. We'll sit out here on the porch and people will stop by and be like, hey, what's up? It's fun. It's cool for Chris because he's met almost all the family before we have the big family dinner tomorrow. So that's kind of fun. It takes the ice off. The, it takes the ice off. Yeah, <laughs> it breaks ice. But anyway, back to the <laughs> back to the tour. So we had the rooms with the tax and a big wardrobe. And I thought, if you open that wardrobe, would you go to Narnia? Probably. It was big enough. It was big enough. We yes. could have easily walked inside that wardrobe. If you think about that and those books, it's kind of off the <laughs> thing. But the kids used to go in the wardrobe and play, right? Yep. The size of that wardrobe, you could. You totally could. You totally it could. It was huge. As a little 10-year-old, 9-year-old kid, you can go in there and play in, in the wardrobe. So. Now, another piece of interesting history about this house was, of course, a lot of things happened during the Civil War. And when George Stoneman's raiders were coming through this part of the South essentially destroying everything that they thought would have helped the Confederate cause and raiding houses and taking what they felt they could use over the course of their movements across the South. They There was a period where they passed through the area where the Carson house is and the woman of the house at the time, the wife of whomever owned it at that point in time who was probably named John, but who knows was telling the slaves because you know, this was during the Civil War, so they, she was saying, dig a pit and bury the hams underneath 
this was the teacher. Her name was Emma Rankin. That's I remember right. her name. Yes, the teacher. The teacher wrote all this down, but she was saying this is what the lady of the house essentially was telling the slaves to do: to dig this pit and essentially make it into a manure pit. They built a box in the pit, so they, they underneath everything. Yes, so they built this box in this pit and put ham in the pit and then sm- and then s- spread manure over it. Figuring that nobody would go near the manure to nobody think looked there in was there. food. So that's how they got past having a lot of their house destroyed, is because they had supplies hidden under there. Right. So, I mean, just incredible amounts of history that you learn, these little interesting things. And they didn't know that at all until they found her diary not too many years ago. Yeah, they didn't find her diary until recently, and Martha's been researching it and finding out a lot of really cool information about these people. And we you know what she, because she taught two of the daughters that lived in the house at one time. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a portrait of one of the daughters at one time, one of the daughter, or I guess she was a granddaughter or great granddaughter of the, the guy who founded it, because he had a bunch of kids. And. She was one of the few children whose portrait was done. Because usually portraits in that time were done of sons and older sons, you know, not children. But she was a young child, and she was a girl whose portrait was done. So that was kind of an unusual thing, too. Mm-hmm. I saw toys. We saw toys. Toys. There was this really, really cool horse and carriage, and it had the name of the company on the carriage, and, and it was metal. And you could roll it, and the horse had a little wheel so that a kid could roll this toy. So the horse is pulling the carriage. It was really neat. It was really cool. We saw bowls, pottery. Um, what else did we see? There was a bunch of stuff. A bunch of stuff. I mean, it's it's laid out really well. And, you know, to say that it's worth your seven bucks to go on the tour is kind of laughable. You know, it's if you're there to actually pay attention and and really enjoy the history, then, you know, for the price of a hamburger, you can go on a lovely tour of somewhere and find out some really rich history, which is very fun. Between the second and the third floors, when you <laughs> go up the stairs, now Kim isn't exactly the tallest person on the planet, <laughs> and Kim had to duck yep. down. I pretty much had, <laughs> I pretty much had to crawl down, or crawl up. Up, up to the third floor. You know, just because... Um, low, 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 low. It was very, stairway. very low at this one spot, <laughs> and then you could stand up. But people were shorter at the, absolutely, in those times. absolutely. So that's another fascinating thing that that we kind of learned, or they wouldn't have put that like that. They were also talking about on the third floor. Oh, well, let's go back to the fireplaces <laughs> for a second. There were fireplaces in every single room of the house, of course, because you don't have heating. You don't have all this other stuff. And the on the third floor, which was kind of a bedroom for a lot of people, you didn't have heat, so your body heat would heat each other up. Yeah, you kind of stay close together and... <laughs> sleep in the same sleep bed. Sleep in the so, same bed. You know, when you're, when you're watching TV shows from that period when people are sleeping in the same bed, kids, three or four or five kids are sleeping in the same bed, that's why. Because they're cold and they're trying to keep warm. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't like we had all insulation and things like that back in those days. Sometimes you got to think about how fortunate you really are. Mm-hmm. You know, air conditioning and all this other stuff that we take for granted. Yeah, all the amenities. Right. 
but that was fun. I really had a good time with that. It was great. I mean, she went above and beyond. She made sure that we were, because we were interested, we had a, a really fascinating, wonderful experience. So, you don't get tour guides like Martha every day, so here's her. The last time I had a tour guide like that, I was 10 years old. I was in Boston, Massachusetts, and I was at the Paul Revere house with my mother. And my mother and I were reading the things, you know, behind the glass. She was reading all that history stuff. And the proprietor, kind of someone like Martha, said to me, that must not be fun. I said, that's okay, whatever, it doesn't matter, you know. She said, no, this is fun, and she opened up the gate and let me go through <laughs> I got to play with all this old stuff. Of course, you got to be very, very <laughs> careful with this 200-plus-old stuff. stuff. Yeah, let's talk a second about the, the cane, shall we? Um, Remember we talked about Andrew Jackson, so the cane Andrew Jackson gave to one of the, proprietor, one of the proprietors of the house? Yes, so I think it was Martha who was trying to hand me the cane. She thought I had it in my grip, so she let go. The cane slipped between my fingers, and I almost had a heart attack. Because I'm thinking, I just dropped this 200 or 150-year-old piece of something. but Christine's like, look at his face. <laughs> well, what would you think? What do you expect? It's like... During, we don't have enough money to pay for that. <laughs> we do not. We'd have to, we'd have to sell a house. <laughs> we probably still wouldn't even have enough. Because it's a one of a kind. Yeah. You know? You yeah, get that back. You can't get that again. Fortunately, it was a very sturdy wooden cane. It was a very cane. sturdy wooden cane. But, you know, some of these wheels that we got to turn and, and touch, there was this one that was hanging on the wall. And they said, be very careful because it's brittle. And, and, uh, so I told Kim, I says, only touch it with one <laughs> finger and do not pull down on it because <laughs> you don't want to hit your, you don't want it to fall down at all, but, you know, you don't want to ruin anything. But we got to play with, she had raw cotton. And flax. And flax. And there were a few other things. Like she showed us nutcrackers. They weren't walnut crackers. There were some cradles. Right. There was a, a a potty chair. There was a potty chair. So you lift up the lid, and then there's the other lid that you lift up. <laughs> and you stick your hand in there and hope that there's nothing in there. But she said it hasn't been used in a while. Yeah, of course. But mm -hmm. it was it was a total potty chair. <laughs> it was fun. It's very very enjoyable. The whole day was very enjoyable. We had a lot of stuff we had to do. We had to do that. We did the tour which was by far the day's highlight. But we also went out and checked out the venue and wandered around. And our friends, we have some fun friends, our friends kind of played like, I'm going to be the efficient, and I'm going to be this person. And, you know, we were just kind of walking the aisle, and we were kind of showing showing him how big the aisle was and, you know, how far we're going to have to move around and things like that. And we also went and picked up our cake tasting kit to try and find out what kind of cake we're going to do. So, there was a lot of fun to be... Oh, and we got food from the same place that's going to cater the wedding. So, between all that, it was a very... Oh, and we found you wedding shoes yesterday. Yes, we did. <laughs> so, there was a lot that happened yesterday. It was a very busy day. Today's kind of a low-key day for us, which is nice. And then tomorrow's the big family dinner. And then Monday, we don't know yet. So, there's lots of fun things happening here. But, when you get an opportunity... All this to say, when you get an opportunity to go on a tour... 
you could get lucky. <laughs> you could have a Martha. <laughs> and if you do, you want to take advantage of that and really pay attention because you'll learn a lot and you'll have a lot of fun. And as it is for us now, we have a lot of great memories to put with our memories of our actual wedding day because we went through the house. And they were so impressed that we actually came back and went through the house. Yes, they loved that. They loved that, that we had our wedding there and we did the tour. But one more one more quick story before we close, and this is dealing with, like Kim said, you might get lucky sometimes. A few years ago, I was in Canada, and there was a group of us. I was working for Sendero at the time, and we really, really wanted to see this castle. This castle would have been a cool highlight of our of our experience. So one of the sighted people that was with us, she was a colleague of mine, we were working together, and she went in and says, okay, we got 12 blind people. Can you accommodate us? Nope, we're not interested. It's like, okay. And of course, you're in Canada, you're in different countries, so different rules apply or whatever, you know. So we ended up going on one of those hop-on buses where you can hop on the... Uh, and, and takes take tours of the city on these buses and hop on and hop off and hop on and hop off. Well, we bought about 12 tickets for the 12 of us to get on this one bus, and there were about 40 of us in the city at the time, and we were all wearing the same shirts, same color shirt, same logo and everything, because it was a way fun event. And Dispatch came back and said on the all of these buses, anybody that's wearing these shirts gets to ride, hop on and hop off. That shirt is their ticket. So you had one venue that didn't want to deal with you, and you had another venue that was like, okay, come on, we're gonna make make your your life happy. So you know <laughs> we had we had these walkie talkies and stuff that would go miles, so like three or four miles, so you could have conversations with other people somewhere in the city, and um, we were telling everybody. You can get on this bus. You really can. Just your shirt is a ticket. So that was fun. That's so cool. Sometimes you have cool things like that happen. Yeah. When I was in England, I had similar experiences where just people were so nice and so accommodating, and they just made sure you had a lot of fun with doing the tours and things. I mean, it was it was a super cool. My, my whole trip to England was a lot like that. It was great. So, you know, travel the world and find out what you can experience. You know, sometimes people are cool. And these aren't... Let me let me clarify something that we're talking about. This wasn't people being patronizing, thinking, "Oh, poor pitiful you." Let's let's treat you with some charity. You know, right. These are just people being extraordinarily nice and saying, "Well, sure, we'll make sure you have a great experience." Yes, you know. Yeah. I mean, people can be really cool because <laughs> it is kind of boring, honestly, to go into a place and just have stuff read to you. I mean, it would have been fun if Martha yeah. would have stood there and told us all the history, but she she gave us an entirely different dimension to that experience. Right. And genuinely wanted to make it fun for us. We've we've we saw so much stuff that we can't even remember yeah. to even talk about. Yeah, there was a ton of stuff. I mean, I liked the thing. There was this tapestry, and it was a really pretty tapestry. But women who would sit close to the fireplace, the way they did their makeup, it was wax. So if you put too close, if you sat too close to the fire, your face would melt. So this tapestry, you would put the tapestry up between you and the fire, so your face wouldn't melt off. Yeah, and there, go, yeah, and there goes the expression "saving face." Yes, there's where saving face comes from. So there's a cool there's a cool story to end our actual story tour on. Before we go, I'll give you a quick tour of my wind chimes because I think some of you might appreciate that. So I'm sitting on my front porch, and I'm just gonna walk around here for a second and show you a couple of things. 
I got three sets of chimes hanging on here, and I know some of you will like this. I'm just setting them off, letting them go. So these are my butterflies. I'm just going to... So there they are. And they're solar. And these aren't expensive chimes, you know, but they're just, they're just pretty. They're just fun. These are my hummingbirds. And I like these because the hummingbird's kind of on top on a spring. And their little wings are on springs. And they bounce when the wind blows. And they're on a little flower. So that's my hummingbirds. And all the way on the end is my moon and stars and sun. And I'm going to actually do these the way I did these. So there you go. That is my tour of the wind chimes. And we hope that's kind of a fun way for you to kind of get an idea of my space as we're sitting here enjoying our little bit of time off and just having a great deal of fun and enjoying ourselves. It's, it's really great. So thanks guys so much for hanging out with us. Thanks for coming. Chris had to run and answer a phone call real quick. And we will see you very soon. Remember business opens back on June 30th, which is Wednesday. We will be back then to ship any physical hardware, return phone calls, things like that. In the meantime, we're checking email very infrequently, but we will be back very soon. And we will talk to you in a couple weeks and vacation will be over before we know it. So you guys be safe and have a great rest of your week. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye. The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. If you are blind or visually impaired and desire to discover how our comprehensive products and services may support and empower your assistive technology journey, we welcome your visit at www.mysticaccess.com. Have a question or wish to place an order via phone? Call us at 716-543-3323. If you have something to share about this podcast episode, press 4 to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at info at mysticaccess.com. Connect with us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mysticaccess and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mysticaccessempower. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Your friends and colleagues may listen and subscribe at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy our episodes, consider leaving us an iTunes rating and review. Your comments are greatly appreciated. Thanks for spreading the word, and thanks for being a listener. We hope you enjoyed this episode.